G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, Anzac Day is a time of reflection on Australia's military past and the people who've given their lives for our nation. And many people may know that they have a personal connection to these wars, perhaps through ancestors who've served in some way. Others perhaps don't know much about their family history or whether anyone in their lineage has ties to the armed forces or past conflicts. Genealogy website Ancestry is opening up almost 40 million Australian and New Zealand service records free of charge for anyone across the country and we're being encouraged to delve into these ahead of Anzac Day. I'm joined by Ancestry International Programming Senior Director Brad Argent. Brad, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you. This sounds like a good opportunity. What prompted it? Well, you know, Anzac Day is one of those times where we do sit and reflect about our involvement in the war, both um, you know, as as a nation, but also as as a family, and so what we try and do every year is is give something to the community so that they can get access to things that perhaps at other times they've had to pay for, and so we open up our record sets so that people can go on that journey and begin the process of finding out their personal connection to history, and just it just happens to be with this that the access is through military. Okay, I suspect I'm not alone when I say that I've been curious for some time to check out my family history and and see what ancestry could show me, but I'm yet to get around to it. So for my fellow beginners and myself, talk me through it. How how does this work? How do you do it? Okay, so look, if you're out there and you're thinking, just like you, Jess, you know, I've wanted to do it, but it's really, you know, I've just never got around to it. There's one piece of advice that I would give you to take away it's go and find the oldest person in your family and talk to them today and ask them questions about what they know. Because whilst these records are wonderful and it's great to have access to things like this, it's the stories that our family have are the things that you want to capture. And so if you do that, if you go and you speak to a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle and ask them questions about what do you remember? So you could do things like ask them questions about what do they remember about the war or what stories were they told about the war. And if you can, record that or write it down. Capture that viewpoint, capture that oral history, because that will pay dividends in the future when you dive into the records and you start having a look and you're pulling out names and you're seeing places. Those stories will help you understand the context of those records. So that's the first thing. And then once you've done that, you'll have the names that you need in order to go into these records and have a look and see if you can find the details around your ancestor that served. Well, that makes sense. What sorts of information can you find online? Well, and this is where it starts to get absolutely fascinating because mm. if you look at something, for example, like the World War One service records for Australia, these things have in them a wealth of information. There, it'll have things like birth date, next of kin, where they lived, what their occupation was when they enlisted, 
physical descriptions of them that will contain some health information. There will be information about, about where they served and when they served, if they were injured, if they were disciplined at all. And then if your ancestors ever inquired about the health or well-being of their military person, that could be in the file as well. So you may see letters sent from your ancestors to the government asking, you know, where is my son, where is my husband? And so you get so much information from these. It is, it's a real joy to get in there and get access to these things. So a little word of warning, if you do go down this path, put aside some time because you will get pulled into this wonderful narrative. And it is, it's a story. And we all love to, to hear and tell stories. I was going to ask that, actually, Brad. You know, a lot of us are finding ourselves with a bunch of extra time at the moment, but, you know, I can imagine this would become quite a rabbit hole. When you say you set aside some time, I know it's probably a question like how long is a piece of string, but, you know, how long could this take? Well, you never finish your family history. Mm. All you do is you get it into a reasonable position where you can hand it on to somebody else because... What you really, you know, when you sit down and you do this, particularly if you start looking online, you realise just how much information is is online, and we're so lucky to be alive in a time where so much information is accessible. But what's online probably, and I'm being very generous here, only represents about five percent wow. of the stories of your ancestors, because we have such wonderful archives both around the corner at our local libraries and local family history societies, and of course at a state level and at a national level. And so there are just there is so much that you can get access to if you put the time in. But all that you need to start with is a name. And you put the name in and you click search. And yeah, it, <laughs> it could take you down a rabbit hole. You might decide that you're going to do 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there, mm-hmm. as some people do. But I personally have spent hours and hours and hours in any one session and suddenly you look up and it's two o'clock in the morning and just where did the where did the day go goodness because you get you get trapped in this beautiful journey of understanding who these people are it's just the, the name and the date are the starting point for telling the story of your ancestors and you know just ultimately that's the story of us Wow, that sounds so much more involved than I could have imagined. This offer that you've got, opening up the records for free, this is only for a limited time, so people should probably start these hours of research early? Look, look, yeah, the records are are open, I think, until uh, Sunday evening. So if you're out there now and you're listening and going, okay, well, what do I do? Have the conversation. First and foremost, have that conversation with the family. Get the stories that you know. And then grab the names and the dates and the places from that story and dive online and look at these records and look at them while they're free. Now, if you want to pay us afterwards, be more than happy to take (laughs) your money. But (laughs) make the most of the fact that the records are currently free. Sure. Are there certain types of people that you would recommend this for? Can people of all ages do it? It's a really interesting question, Jess. You know, I, we're, we're seeing the people... Uh, I mean, it used to be the hobby that you would do when you retired because it would take a lot of time, particularly before the, the internet. It would take a long time to do your family history. Now, as more information is becoming available, what we're seeing is younger and younger people are getting engaged in this. And it's 
it's really difficult to categorise a, a particular type of person. So I would say that if you're the kind of person who likes a story, who likes reading a good story or telling a good story, then family history is for you because it is about story, right? It's not... It can just be stamp collecting, you know, getting names and dates and places, mm -hmm. but that gets a little dry pretty quickly. Just to know that your ancestor existed is one thing, but to know who they were and how they lived is something else. And for me, if you're interested in that and interested in understanding who they were and how they lived and how that might have shaped who you are, then this is the hobby for you. Brad, I think if we had more time, we could talk all day. Did you have any final thoughts or advice that you'd like to get across? Look, not really. It's just if, you know, if you're thinking of marking Anzac Day this weekend and we can't do the things that we might normally do on an Anzac Day, it's a great time to sit there and quietly reflect on the sacrifices that our ancestors made to make sure that we would be here today. So whatever way it is you want to do that, just make sure you remember. Brad Argent, thank you so much for your time and your words of wisdom today. So it's actually quite fascinating and inspiring. So thank you for telling us about it. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 